0: what's poppin you're in the lab hosted by me dave turris in the lab is brought to you by urban lab wireless consulting up your wireless game and evolve your playbook my guest in the lab today has over 17 years of wireless management experience within the indirect channel and has worked with best buy and sprint i would like to welcome a good friend of mine and leader within the community giovanni flores welcome to the lab big dog
1: hey what's up dave how are you
0: man i'm hot i, I can't tell you can't tell <laughs> hey you, you know those are
1: here. those are the highs and lows from being in southern california right
0: yep you got it so Gio, the number one mistake i see out there uh in the direct and indirect channel are uh the people that we're hiring um they're not the right people so one of my questions for you is um, how do we get this right the first time around
1: um i, I mean for me personally i i think obviously the people make up a company, right? So a company is just a name on a piece of paper or on a wall. It's the people that actually work for them that represent that company, right? So for me, for the companies I work for, so you mentioned I work for Best Buy. So I'm representing Best Buy, right? So I think a lot of it is what does your company stand for, right? So when we're talking about dealers, every dealer takes on its own personality because it has different owners, different approaches to the business. Mm -hmm. They have different goals. And... For me, like, you have to have an identity first. So some companies are high energy, like, you know, I, like a guy like yourself, right? You're, you're super intense, you're high energy. Uh, you, you know, you kind of really remind me of like a football coach in a, in a very positive sense. I, I'm very much the same way. So when I'm looking for to hire somebody, I want somebody that's going to kind of bring that out. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to be a clone of who I am, but I want people that are energetic. Right. I want people that are competitive. I want ambitious people. You know, these are things that are, Kind of in, intangibles um, but I, I think a lot of the times I think dealers settle for like, hey, what kind of experience do you have? Oh you already have this experience so that means you're gonna be successful at this.
0: Right you know the, the best people that uh, you know worked for me or, or worked in wireless, uh, they didn't have the experience. you know they were from Chick-fil-A or they were from uh, Best Buy or they were from uh, a car rental uh, distribution. You know, those are the type of people that you get to take and mentor and kind of mold into how how it's how it's done correctly. You know what I mean? Like that's the game uh, where, where we have involved. But, you know, you go back to ha- people that have high, very high energy, very high um, IQ in, in what they're selling. Um, I think that plays a big part of why some dealers and some uh, stores are and managers are successful and they're not successful. Um, I, I highly, highly believe that it, uh, it stems around, um, your attitude, you know?
1: No, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, to me, to me, you know, when I, if I were to interview myself at different stages in my life and my career, uh, you know, the one thing that remained the same was I was always very ambitious. You know, I, I really wanted to be, I wanted to make money. I mean, let's not make it, let's not make a any type of uh, behind the, you know, hide behind the bush about it. Like yeah. I, I, wor- I worked to make money. I wasn't rich, right? I was trying to get rich. Um, so that was always very fundamental of who I was at all ages. The other thing was I was naturally very competitive. Uh, I was kind of a self-starter. Like I didn't need you to push me to want to be better. I was like, I'm going to push right. myself, right? So these are things that, that have stayed with me uh, my entire life. You know, and there's a lot of people that have those kind of similarities. Uh, and then you got people that, that are willing to learn or have a wanting to learn. Yeah, right uh, that that to me is like that's pretty much all I need when I'm interviewing somebody are, are you are you genuine? Are you ambitious? Are you willing to listen and learn? You know, do you have that capacity if you're willing to do that for me in, in like in this industry? That's a that's like all the foundation I need yeah, then if totally I do agree. my part Then I can make you great. I can make you a lot of money. I can make you a leader You know, I can get to you, get you where you want to go.
0: I, I totally agree You know, where do where do they? F- where do they find these kinds of people? Where do we find the, the reps that you just mentioned uh, with their attributes? Um, is it referrals from coworkers that are, are good? Uh, is it online? Uh, is it cold recruiting in the mall or you know, w- when you're out to dinner or you're at a, a Best Buy or a Barnes and Noble? I mean, where do you get these types of people? Or is it um, someone that you, you bring on board and you train them to be like that?
1: Uh, you know, I think I think you, everything you said was actually factual. I mean, for me, uh, I, I'm I'm always recruiting, yeah. right? I think naturally, just kind of who I am. I'm always constantly networking, and I think that those are like that's a strong quality of like a, a leader is that you're always networking, right? Because you want to learn, you want to understand what 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 makes people tick, mm-hmm. and you find these t- these talented people in all walks of the land, right? Like for myself, like most people, I started in fast food. My first job, you know, while I was in high school and up until I graduated high school. I worked at Jack in the Box, and I, I think I was pretty talented back then. I think I could have worked at maybe a Best Buyer in the wireless industry even then. Um, the difference was, like, was anybody going to approach me for that, right? So you find talent everywhere. You mentioned, like, Chick-fil-A has great customer service, right? That's very applicable to our business, mm-hmm. and I have no, no nothing against them, Chick-fil-A. Hey, if you like working there, that's great, but if you're good at your job there and you apply a lot of those traits to, like, let's say the sales industry or the wireless industry that we're speaking about you know, I could probably triple, you could, quadruple you turn your them salary. You a killer.
0: Yep, you can exactly. turn them into that. You know, I think that's the hardest part in this job is uh, getting the, the right person the first time around. Because when you look at the, the costs that are related to employee churn in a business, um, or even, let's just go down to a store. You know, you're a store manager and you're constantly having this churn over and over. There's no consistency, um, there's no, uh, you know, tenure that really needs to, to be there to have a great, great team, um, you know, and then you're losing money because the sales aren't there and you're constantly training and you know, that kind of thing. So I think, you know, getting it right the first time around, just like, you know, what you were talking about is right. is key to, uh, you know, to a success of a successful store or company, if you want to put, put it uh-huh. that way. You know, you and I were talking over lunch the other day and we were talking about uh, new school versus old school and there's a disconnect from uh, you know, the, the talent or the reps, uh, that work in today's atmosphere. Um, you know, why do you think there's such a disconnect?
1: Um, you, you know, I, I love that old school, new school, right. Um, I mean, for me, uh, I, I fall into that very unique age for myself where, you know, I'm not really old, but I'm not really young anymore either. So I kind of get to see both ends of it. Um, uh, you know, it's not that either one is bad. It's just that you have to live in the time. You have to live in the moment, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's too many times do I see people that are like, hey, I, I was re- I, I'm was real. i great because I was great in 1997. And I'm like, well, that's phenomenal, man. Like, the people that you were <laughs> managing in yeah. 1997 are no longer the same age group that you're managing now, right? Yeah. Uh, and, 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 you know, not to be the old guy, kick, you know, get off my lawn, but I think everybody has a sense of pride in, hey, my generation's better than everybody else's, yeah. right? That's where, to me, is where the disconnect is. You have to evolve as a leader. A real leader is constantly learning. Uh, my mentor, uh, Rich Hames, you know, great guy, guy I- I've known since I was 18 years old, guy I still stay in contact to this day. Uh, the one thing that he, he was very honest and very transparent about this. He was like, hey, you know what? I'm getting older. And I understand kind of the things that are going on, but I also understand that there are a lot of talented young people that are upcoming. And instead of fearing from of us, because I was one of them, and saying, "Hey, this guy's coming for my job one day,"
0: yeah, he, embr- he embraced me, surrounded himself with talent. Sur-
1: oh man, he had an army of little geos, and we all <laughs> loved him, and he loved us, and he taught me things that, that are you know, that taught me wealth. Right. Yeah. Like my, I'm talking about like, Gio, why aren't you investing in your 401k? What's your portfolio? Like, I mean, this is stuff mentorship that went beyond just this is what I need you to do just at work. Right. Like he was helped making me a better person and he was creating, helped me create a, a financial platform so I can elevate myself for the future. Yeah. And, and, and he had a bunch of people like myself that he just surrounded himself with. And he was like, hey, basically, you guys are my fountain of youth. I take care of you guys. I'm going to teach you the stuff that I know. And then in return, he knows that he's going to have top performers around him. So instead of fearing us, he embraced us. It yeah. wasn't, we we weren't like, he wasn't like competitive with us directly and right. he shouldn't be.
0: That's and, the and smartest think, thing he ever did. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, you see that play out in so many levels in the wireless industry, whether it's, uh, you know, indirect, direct or core or, or national sales, you, you have these old-school bosses and these these guys that haven't evolved, um, you know, to work with the millennials this, this time around. And what happened, you know, what you, like you said back in '97, it totally worked—screaming at them, yelling at them, or whatever the case may be—totally worked. Now it's a different game, and you know, it's 2018. That doesn't work anymore. Everyone has a cell phone now. It was it was easier to sell phones, you know, back in the the early 2000s and and uh, late '90s, but you know. The management style that we have nowadays the the military approach uh, the old coach that yells is dead that doesn't happen anymore you know being firm but fair um, you know and then you have the debate of um, are you treating everybody equally you know does the does the heavy hitter if he comes in late do you write him up or if uh, or if she sells a ton of accessories do you write her up if she's five minutes later on a break I mean you know, where do we where do we draw the line when it comes to motivating millennials and uh, coaching and training them?
1: No, I, you know what honestly i I think that that that's a very uh valid point and the one thing that I kind of I really want to emphasize on that response is that that kind of is equal across every generation is the word consistency, right so uh to your point, yeah, you know what I, I write up that person <laughs> yeah. You know my, my best player. You know, I, I'm a very big sports fan and I grew up in that environment and, um, you know, I don't believe in special treatment. I believe, you know, if you, if you allow people, you know, you, uh, to do things, uh, that separate themselves like that, you're, you're kind of doing themselves, uh, they're, you're doing them a disjustice and yourself a disjustice. Yeah. Um, I, I think the best accountability is pure accountability, right? So, um, if you don't have that consistency, no matter what stage, uh, it, it really kind of, you don't have a foundation. You don't have a structure. I'm not saying you have to be a military leader in that sense, but, you know, um, there, there's a way to go about that conversation-wise, right? And what that conversation looks like um, is, is you can call out the action and allow that person to self-reflect mm-hmm. and then offer solutions to improve that. And and that's something that, that was, was really it. taught. Oh, oh, it was taught to me, and, and then I watched it in action because I had somebody physically show me this stuff. As I was becoming a young leader, like, hey, Joe, I want you to sit in this conversation. I'm about to have this person. This is why we're having mm-hmm. the conversation. This is what I'm trying to accomplish here. And it was like the employee would sit there and they would completely acknowledge that. The, let's say if they were being late, they would they would apologize. And the person who taught me, my mentor was like, hey, you know, what's keeping you from getting to work on time? And he was genuine about it. And the employee right. was like, man, he cared. Like, yes, he, he, he cared. did.
0: You and know, the pers- unfortunately, the employee
1: would open up. It y- was you great. know
0: unfortunately, you know that doesn't happen a lot right now. No. You know, we, I know I've seen it out in the field. i've I've had managers act a certain way that uh, brings down the morale. Um, you know, this game is hard enough. You know, it's hard selling phones right now. Um, yes. you know you're going to get rejected daily, you know, whether you're mall based or or um, standalone. And it's hard enough. We don't need people. Um, going off on you every time that you run credit and you don't close a a two-piece or or whatever the case may be. But, you know, I think the art of really digging down to find out what motivates each individual, using that and, uh, you know, holding holding them accountable to to be better than they were yesterday.
1: No, I, I agree. I don't think that the new generation... Or my generation, or any generation for that matter, is I would say is the term "soft." We hear that thrown around a lot. Like yeah. I don't think they're soft, it's, they're just different, right? And, 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 and you nailed it earlier. Yeah. I mean, I didn't grow up with a cell phone in my hand. A lot of these kids that are like leading this cellular cellular industry. I mean, we're talking you know eighteen to about twenty five is the prime age for selling. A lot of these kids grew up with some type of technology already in their hand. The phone was already a commodity at that point. Yeah, I mean, I remember, right. I remember two three dollars a minute. And my mom was like,
0: "Hey." Don't nah. call me unless you really have to, right?
1: <laughs> you know, and, and the phones were like $1,000. And yeah. it was just, it was crazy, right? And like you said, not everybody had one. I mean, Unlimited if I had a text. pager, I thought I was awesome, right? Oh, <laughs> that sky I, pager? I, all I needed is a pager and a couple quarters in my pocket. I can get a hold of whoever I needed to. There you
0: go. <laughs> and, and, you know, you got to think about that, that these guys actually probably know more about the the technical sale than a, a lot of the people that have been in the industry a long time. The only difference is they don't know how to to hone that skill to... Uh, talk to a customer uh that walks by or and, and, yeah. yep. how do you apply that
1: right so the, you're yeah. absolutely right they they have more knowledge than most people do like i mean looking at technology to them this is like no big deal it, it, this is like this is what i grew up with my whole life yeah. how do you teach them to apply that knowledge though and sometimes in the you know in lesser terms dumb it down a little bit for somebody who's like not technically savvy right
0: Absolutely. You know, when they're
1: when they're talking to somebody else their age, it makes all sense. Right. They're using the same linguo, they've used the same things. But when you're talking to somebody that's maybe older that you're trying to sell to, you have to teach them that trait. And, and I think the key thing to everything is who's showing these people these things. Right. <laughs> right? So we're, we're, we're blaming these young kids. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I say that, but, you know, kids, my guys, men and, and women my age as well. We're blaming them for not being able to do something naturally. But how do you do something Properly if you're not taught
0: wasn't taught to them. what you know exactly and that and that that goes into my next topic where you know Employees they're working for You they're working for the manager. They're not really loyal to the company anymore It it, times have changed where um, you know when they steal they're stealing from you. They're not stealing from uh, a T-Mobile or a Sprint Um, You know when they quit they quit on the leader. They don't quit on the company and you know that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you because you're so good at uh, building relationships and fostering that in, in the field. I've seen you live in action and it's, it's really a treasure to see. But, um, thank you, you know, yeah, you got, you got it. But that, that to me is so important to have that loyalty to, to that rep, you know, how do we, how do we get that to, how do we get that loyalty to them? So they do see the big picture that we want to uh, show them and, or for the company.
1: Well, you know, that statement has become more and more true, I think, with with, with uh, the time that we live in now is that people people don't quit companies. They, they quit uh, managers or mm-hmm. leaders or whatever you want to call them. Right. Um, it, it's more genuine than not, because, you know, I keep on hearing people like say, hey, these young kids, they have no loyalty. They're constantly changing jobs. Like I think I saw a statistic that said, like, the average millennial changes like four or five jobs, like in six years or first yeah. six years out of college. And then, you know, I got older people that, you know, I, I respect, but I'm like, do you not understand that this is a different world than you grew up in? And not only take technology out of it, right? Let's, let's, let's talk back to when people would work for companies and they would get pensions, right? It was yeah. like, hey, I hire you. You're 19, 20 years old. Hey, don't worry. You don't know a lot. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know. Yeah. And then you're growing up in the company. They're heavily investing in you because they are giving you money. They're like, hey, don't leave me. Stay with me for 25 years and you're going to have this beautiful golden rainbow and re- sunshines and, you know, of money yeah, waiting that, for that you when you changed, retire. Man. Oh, yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. I, I can't that even tell changed. you a company right now that offers a pension.
0: Yeah, pension right? and what, so, 401k and yeah, stocks in, your, in the company and, you know, that doesn't happen. So you're going to have to get creative and that person that you hire needs to be loyal to you yes. and not the company because those options are not there as they were. you know, when my dad and your dad and mom worked back in the day. You know, people are leaving, like you said, every year and a half, they're getting another job. I'm interviewing people and I see seven jobs. I'm like, hey, how old are you? You know, 24, (laughs) oh man, seven jobs in 24. Well, this happened and this happened and this happened. But you know, our job as leaders is to make sure that um, we build uh, that buy-in and we create that culture uh, to keep them them around. Um, You know, creating that culture just in a in a couple words, can can you describe what a culture, what kind of culture I'm talking about right now uh, when I talk in terms of keeping that person locked in and and loyal?
1: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I, you know, it's funny that you say that because I have conversations with a lot of people in a, in a lot of different industries of people that are younger that leave. And I know a lot, I would say about, you know, just throwing out a number just based on my head, about three out of four people that I would speak to would probably leave their current job for like a, a dollar raise. <laughs> right. Right. I, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and something I'm like,
0: silly like that. Yep. Oh, yeah.
1: No joke. Right. And and when you talk to those people, those that that other 25% that wouldn't leave. And if you were to ask them, why wouldn't you leave? And a lot of it is because, hey, and it's a corny question on these surveys that companies give out. But does somebody at work care about me? right because again you don't have the monetary pension part waiting for you some most companies will give you some type of a match of 401k three percent five percent's cute that ain't gonna get you rich let's be honest um but really it's like who's who's looking out for me right so if if i take care of you as an individual and i truly genuinely care about you genuinely care about your development i give you all the tools necessary to be successful right i'm investing time in you not only in this part because i want you to be great at your job right that's not enough that's what some people are great trainers at making people great at their job that's not enough to keep a person it's what are you doing to make them a better person overall Man. right and a lot of the lessons that we teach people at work apply to their regular lives it applies to school it applies to family it applies to a job maybe that they want to be in five to 10 years down the road.
0: I'm telling you managers, if you are listening to this and you are not taking down notes and and listening to my boy Gio here, just put people on the game on how to take care of people. I mean, that's that's the key, that's the ingredient right there. There's no secret sauce. It's the people, we're in the people business. You know, communications, wireless, it's about the people. Um, man, I love that Gio. I appreciate it. Oh, thank hey, you. yeah,
1: that's, it's, it's, it's my thing that bothers me the most. It, it hits me deep is when I see people that are like, they're managers is what I call them. You just got a title. You don't give a crap. You, you don't give totally. a crap about people. You're like, man, just, just sell me what I need you to sell me. And if you don't, <laughs> I'll, I'll replace your ass. And I'm like, man, you know how much cheaper it is just to replace that chump. Uh, right. Then they replace it. like four or five employees. Yeah. It, th- th- it's ridiculous. And companies do this constantly, Dave, constantly. And it's just, you're just throwing money out. Just throwing money out the window for all the, all the wrong reasons. What about, and time? Oh, time for oh, the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then oh, think yeah. about all the time that went into, into initially training that person. Then you got to train the replacement. And uh, then that whole cycle, oh man, it's I mean, just, I, I, I it's personal. You know, it, when it uh, is. someone
0: left me, or, or you know, like, what did I do wrong? You know what I mean? Like, I, right. I, I put my blood, sweat, and tears into your development, your well being, your family. And, you know, I want to know what happened. Uh, but typically, you know, people that did leave uh, were going off to a better opportunity or they or they've reached their um, height with where I could take them to. And they need to go take their talents elsewhere to to blossom and, and grow, man.
1: And, and to me, I'll be the first person to write you a recommendation letter. <laughs> right? I, I, I'm not even joking. Like for me, <laughs> yeah, like, to me you. like when you That's watch good. people successful and then five years down the line, they're still in contact with you and they're oh, like, I hey, yeah. Remember when you kicked me in the butt because I was showing up late to work, and you wrote me up, and you almost fired me because of it? Yeah. And then they turned around like five years later. Thank you, man. It, it really it changed my perspective. I was fooling myself, and I thought I was Nothing better than better than, than the system. And I was like, wow, thank you. Hey, and I was like, hey, I'm not perfect either, but somebody did this to me.
0: That, that's better than a to
1: paycheck. Me. Oh, it's, that really it's, is. It's, it's, it's been a lifelong lesson that I've been I carried with me.
0: That's awesome, Gio. Well, hey, on that note. Um, Let's sign off here, and I really appreciate all that you do and uh, you know, much success to you and your family uh, in the future. Um, just love it, man. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it, Dave. Thanks for taking the time to have me on the show. Um, you I know, wish you nothing but the best.
0: Awesome, brother. Well, hey, In the Lab was brought to you by Urban Lab Wireless Consulting. Up your wireless game and evolve your playbook. Next week, we will have Dustin Knapp, who is currently a district manager overseeing eight stores in the southeast region for Sprint and we will discuss motivating reps and connecting with the millennials. Thanks again and keep it popping.